Chapter 4 It is quite the rare opportunity and pleasure to meet you, a man said, bowing as he sat on a pallet. His dark skin contrasted greatly with his red robes. He had his long, scruffy black hair braided over his shoulder, much like Ilse would have fashioned hers. He and five other men and women of the council were sitting cross-legged in a semicircle on the floor. My name is Joseph, and I personally welcome you to Tiger. Ilse stood still with her hands to her sides, unsure how to act. She was wearing whatever Reshma found in their house that would be remotely presentable. She wore a pair of loose trousers and a thin shirt with a long piece of red fabric that went around her waist, behind her back, and ended across her chest. She had done her best to braid her hair into a crown around her head to keep it off her shoulders. Thank you, was all she could manage to say. I am not sure if Reshma has told you this, the man said, but in the past decade since the wall came, we have only had two disturbances among our people, the Yildirim soldiers and you. It was an accident. An accident? One of the women said, straightening her posture. She had a toned frame of a female warrior with a bald head and white tribal tattoos to entertain the suggestion. There is no possible explanation as to how anyone can go through the wall by accident. Are you an ice chanter or not? Of course I am, Ilse protested, attempting to keep her composure. I am Ilse of Dove. I was attacked by the same soldiers that apparently tore through Tiger. I don't know what happened. I cast a spell, then they cast one in return. I think it sent me hurtling towards the wall, but all I remember is waking up here in Tiger. That is really all there is to know. What spell did you cast? the woman asked. Ilse blanched, knowing that her spell was swift, but she wasn't about to reveal that to just anyone. She didn't even want them to know that she fully intended to have the soldiers follow her through the wall. An ice chanter spell, she answered quickly. This is a bigger issue than we thought, another man said. An army attacking a young woman is abnormal. They sprung on us yesterday, Ilse said quietly. They raided our homes and I tried to run and find shelter. Yes, Ilse, we experienced a very similar traumatic experience, the spokesman of the group answered in return. It is most alarming and peculiar how they have arrived. There is a wall that divides and surrounds Ravenna. This much our people have discovered. While we were certain there is no way in or out, there is something about you and the Yildirim soldiers that has proved that not entirely true. Ilse's heart quickened. It's been a long time that she had heard anyone mention the name for the full island, rather than just one side or the other. Please believe me when I say there is nothing special about me, Ilse said, a hand to her heart. Nothing that should alarm you about me. I'm just an ice chanter who is separated from my home. Yet you haven't died, the woman replied with a steely glare. Pardon? Ilse asked, crinkling her brow. Do you want her to keel over dead, UT? Another woman piped up, concerned. Her dark eyes and lips created a look of disgust. She's just a young girl. How else will we learn about what has happened on the other side? If you ask me, this is a rare opportunity to discover what has happened to the Ice Chanter tribe and perhaps more of the dealings of these soldiers. We saw the other Ice Chanters who were trapped on this side of the wall and none of them wanted to survive. They hardly got off their pallets. We need to know what exactly the soldiers want with this girl, the woman, Yudi, answered stiffly. If these soldiers can just hop from side to side as they please, there is no telling if they will come back for her again. We'll have to fend them off all over again. The main spokesperson sighed calmly and looked at Ilse. 
She trembled slightly, not sure what more she could do to defend herself. She wondered if any of them had the ability to read minds. She had heard of the gift, and some claimed that the Dovian Council had the gift. Thank you, Yuti, for your observations. For all we know, the soldiers couldn't possibly assume that Ilse made it through, he said. And if they wanted her as a prisoner and thought she survived, they would have followed her trail. They would have already sent more soldiers after her. Luckily for us, that is not the case. Ilse let out a long breath of air that she didn't realize she had held in. She felt certain that the soldiers must have discovered her swift abilities. In her heart, she was beginning to believe that they would come after her if they were that driven to capture her, but she was happy that most of the council didn't see her as a threat. Something inside her told her that she couldn't afford to reveal all of her abilities. The council would easily feed me to the soldiers to get rid of them, she thought. All of my chances of ever returning home would go up in smoke. Meanwhile, the council talked amongst themselves and a new speaker arose. Ilse, you are permitted to stay amongst our people so long as your actions are peaceful. We will defend you along with our kinsmen if that's arise, he said. You will be branded as innocent before our people should anyone disagree. We will request more meetings with you to ask more about Dove and the fate of those from our tribe that were lost on the other side. I think that is rather decent and fair. Yes, thank you, Ilse said, bowing even though she wasn't sure what customs here would have her do. If it is all right... I would request staying with Reshma, as she was the first to offer assistance. Very well, the speaker responded. You are dismissed. So, can you stay? Reshma asked once Ilse left the council's meeting. Well, I guess they can't force you out with the wall and all. Ilse barely emerged from a large, clay-walled building with a large rug for a door when she met Reshma outside waiting for her. Yes, they will let me stay, Ilse said with a smile, if that's fine with you. Oh, you can stay in Taija as long as you want. Reshma grinned. I'm not the council girl. I actually meant staying with you in your home, Ilse answered. Oh, Reshma said. Well, I could use the company. You can cook, right? Yes, of course, Ilse answered as they walked along. Then it's decided. You can stay with me. I don't intend on staying for long, Ilse replied. I have to get back to my father. I'm worried about what the Yildirims might have done to him and the rest of my clan. Well, if you don't mind me saying... Reshma said, making eye contact as they walked. How will you get across if you don't even know how you got here in the first place? I don't know yet, Ilse said, setting her jaw, but I have to. Ilse followed Reshma as they ambled their way through the streets covered in sand and dirt. The girls, along with the other fire weavers they passed, walked barefoot or with thin sandals. The people gawked openly or from behind their clay homes or the thick palm trees as Ilse walked by. What are they staring at? Ilse muttered, already aware that she was wearing very little clothing. They're staring at your white skin, Reshma replied with a small grin, and that golden air. Ilse tried to ignore everyone staring as they continued on. It was scorching weather outside, and the only remote shade came from inside the squat buildings. They finally approached Reshma's home and ducked past the large homespun rug used as a door. The council wants to know about what's happening on the other side of the wall, said Ilse, collapsing on her bed mat. And is that a problem? Reshma asked, then said, Want some water? Oh, yes, please, Ilse sighed. Everything is so dry here. How do you stand it? Knowing that we'll figure a way out of this makes it worth the sunburns and sweat, Reshma answered, handing Ilse a cup of water. Anyway, when they asked to know what happened to us, it made me realize just how little I know or knew about your side of the wall, Ilse said. 
I suppose I was too worried about getting my mother back. I didn't even care to know if there was a civilization on the other side just trapped as we were. Reshma sat next to Ilse on the floor, wiping a fleck of sweat off her own forehead. I don't remember much from that time in particular, Reshma said, but my parents were well aware of how many of our kinsmen were lost on the other side. Nothing against you, Ice Chanters, but when you lose someone of your own kind, it's more difficult to deal with. I know the feeling, Ilse said, thinking of her mother. Our tribes intermingled without a problem, so it was hard to imagine when the wall came up and we watched all the fire weavers die and come to grips with the fact that we were forever severed from others we cared about. Everyone is amazed beyond belief that you are here. I think we could only imagine what happened to you and your folk. Now we can start putting those pieces together. And when I can return, I will tell my people all that I've seen and learned, Ilse said. Why bother, Reshma said. If you can pass through, we may well find a way to finally break the wall down. That's true, Ilse mused, her heart pounding. Granted, no one from before survived, Reshma said with a hopeful glimmer in her eyes. But think about how we could make things go back to how they used to be. Is that a fight we can win? Ilse said, her fingers enjoying the last of the cool touch of the cup. Could be, Reshma said, sitting back on her heels. I've always wondered what Dove looks like. It's too cold for you, Ilse said with a smile. You would miss the heat instantly. Do you miss the cold? Reshma asked in return. I don't think so, Ilse said. The heat really gets to me, and it burns, but I fancy something in between. The way things used to be, I suppose. I got sick of the snow years ago. Ah, an ice chanter sick of snow and ice? You're something, 